Good evening and thank you for joining me again on a, on a podcast for religions, regimes and refugees and their multicultural mess. I appreciate your support and taking the time to listen to me. Um, I hope you're having a great day because it's the weekend is here. Um, today we're going to talk about the Vedic Belt, so the region from the Sahara, uh, Western Sahara, all the way to Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, all being part of the Vedic Belt at one time. Before we go uh, to that space, we just want to uh, correct something. I want to correct something I said in the last episode about leprosy, now known as the Hansen's disease. And this pod- this leprosy, um, sorry, should I say, I, I said that the disease was not contagious, but it's very mildly contagious in the sense that uh, if you're in contact with a leprosy patient from a prolonged period, uh, then that could be a problem. But if it's a one-off contact, um, then you know, it's not really going to cause much damage, but it, it requires a prolonged contact for it to become contagious. So just for your information, I do not want to have any um, uh, discrepancies on that. I would invite you to um, read about the disease now called the Hansen's disease on the internet and, and research on it. It's always good to have more and more knowledge uh, of how what the disease is, how it was handled in the past, how people were discriminated against and what still happens today in, in the various countries of the world. So thank you very much for that. Um, and I apologize for the misinformation. Now we'll go straight to the uh, um, concept of the Vedic belt. So I mentioned that the Vedic belt, we was a the Arabian um, continent, subcontinent, and uh, the peninsula, should I say, and from all the way from also North Africa to Far East was Vedic at one time. So let's just try and see what our planet was. Okay, to begin with, um, our planet. Um, how does it start? So. Scientists believe that about 4.6 billion years ago, a giant star in our galaxy exploded. Uh, it sent shockwaves through the universe, forming a huge cloud of hydrogen. It littered the galaxy with nebulae, fields of dust particles, nitrogen, oxygen, iron, and silica. This hydrogen cloud collapsed, forming rings of gas and dust, which formed what we now know today as our solar system. This solar system is a bubble called the heliosphere, where our sun is the supreme creator. The forces of gravity pull the small particles together, which condense together to form our planets. Our sun is the center of the solar system. At its core, it's a dynamo process, um, which is really a nuclear furnace of sorts, as scientists call it, and turns the hydrogen into helium at a temperature of 27,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Each second, the sun loses 4 million tons of mass, which releases energy. The energy takes a million years to come to the surface, but 8 minutes and 20 seconds to reach the Earth. This energy is what we call sunlight, on analyzing the sunlight, scientists were able to tell what the sun was made up of, 73% hydrogen and 24% helium. Um, now, 
imagine um, a nice green lawn and you have you're walking and the sprinklers go off um, at the and you if you see the sprinklers there's water all over the place now if you look at the bottom for the at the ground you will look at regular intervals there are is a sprinkler system which causes the water to rise in fountains above the lawn with regards to the Sun the sprinkler system is actually a dynamo process at its core and the gases that this furnace forms releases magnetic energy uh, caused by the movement of the inner core of the sun at 27,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It, released, it is released like sprinkler, sprinklers through the surface through magnetic force lines forming huge loops. These magnetic loops flip every 11 years and uh, the sun is at its magnetic maximum. Uh, these magnetic loops spin at different speeds at the equator and the poles. And at the equator, the magnetic forces rotate once every 26 days. And poles, it takes about 37 days. Um, so that is basically about the sun. Now, the sun has rings around it, and which forms our solar system. The mass, the particles gravitate together to form mass. This mass, when it comes in the perfect spot uh, from, the dist from the sun, will form atmosphere. Um, these mass then grow, accumulate more and more, gravitate with further nebulae and form our planets these planets when they come in into perfect distance from the sun then form atmosphere this atmosphere uh, then has oxygen um, air uh, wind fire and the five basic elements of the planet uh, for life uh, this atmosphere then photosynthesizes into flora and fauna, and it later further photos photosynthesizes and metamorphoses into the various species of life. And these species of life are flora and fauna, the millions of species of life on the planet, out of which one species is man. And man then photosynthesizes to form the different shapes, the forms, the colors, and the different species of life that we we uh, we are today so it's a, a process of uh, the Big Bang and then uh, a process of evolution uh, giving us the species of flora fauna photosynthesis metamorphosis to who we are today uh, we are the core uh, the cosmos that means the magnetic field has um, has evolved and photosynthesized to form mass to form atmosphere to form um, flora species of life flora fauna and who we are today at the core we are still the cosmos remember that we are the cosmos uh, our form doesn't matter the different species we belong to doesn't matter we are the magnetic field of the sun that's that has evolved over the billions of years into life forms and giving us who we are today. Remember, we are just one of the millions of species on this planet, and it is important to understand that. Um, now, the planet um, is not flat, but like many would like to believe, fortunately, it's it's circular. Okay, it's a it's a circle. Um, and it's made of North Pole and the South Pole. At, at the center, you have the equator. 
Okay. Uh, one very important thing, because the planet, um, the planets move, the cycle, a cycle of the planet that um, the sun, sorry, I'm going to repeat that. Um, we have the Earth moves in cycles, astronomical phenomenon called precession cycles. It is a slow movement of the axis of a spinning body, in this case our planet, around another axis due to its gravitational influence, which acts to change the direction of the first axis. So it's like a spinning top. The wobble of our planet changes the angle the sun rays hit the Earth. So the region which gets directly hit by the sun rays will become desert and the region at the opposite end could accumulate massive ice sheets which could cover everything and thus the term ice age. Um, the precession cycle of our planet is 25,920 years to be precise so that's 360 degrees it takes 72 years for one degree I repeat 72 years for one degree. Uh, the pre um, the changes of the precession cycle of our planet means the African summer monsoon will shift um, once so very often. This along with the northern hemisphere glaci glaciation, it added an ice volume effect on the African summer monsoon, which act additionally oscillated with glacial and interglacial cycles. Thus, the scientists believe that the Sahara came to be desert when the northern hemisphere glaciated approximately 3 million years ago. There are some scientists who believe that the Sahara had turned to desert 7 million years ago, but again, uh, this narrative is still debated. You can have various opinions on that. The bottom line is um, the oscillation of our planet uh, leads to the sun hitting the Earth at different areas. And this, the African summer monsoon um, will change um, the effect on the African summer monsoon, which is which additionally oscillated with glacial and interglacial cycles, uh, has led to um, what we now know in our precession cycle as the as the North African and the Arabian Peninsula going desert. Um, and that's why you will have green tropical forests in Africa um, from uh, below the Sahara regions. If you look at the map of Africa, you will see very clearly that um, beyond the countries. Ghana and below, uh, Nigeria, um, Rwanda, Kenya, African Republic, Nigeria, they all start becoming tropical forests. Above that, you have all desert. Um, and this is due to the uh, oscillating movement of the sun and uh, the place where the sun hits the earth every time the, the earth oscillates. Um, and the effect of the summer monsoon, a African summer monsoon, moving north-south due to the oscillation of the sun. Now, as we see in today's precession cycle, in the present precession cycle, however, um, about 
some scientists believe around 8,000 years ago, this area went desert. But before that, uh, this was tropical forest. So all the way from the Western Sahara, all the way to the Indian subcontinent, to Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, this area was the Vedic belt. And if you were un trying to understand how do you know it was a Vedic belt, um, you just have to Google swastikas. Okay, swastikas in Africa. And you will see that there have been, you can go to Ethiopia, you can go all the way to Morocco, you have swastikas in their art telling you that this at one point was a, a Vedic area with Sanskrit speaking people um you can even go to japan you'll have swastikas um we know that we have swastikas in europe also however for sure um on this belt and the vedic belt uh north africa and the arabian subcontinent arabian peninsula you have swastikas which leads to one very important concept that this entire area was vedic uh Another thing that is very important that people don't know, we say Arabia, Arabia. We hear the word Arab all the time, Arabia. Where did this word come from? Um, the Muslims think that God sent it to them. Um, it was a gift from God and he chose them as a chosen people. Um, however, Arabia is a Sanskrit word. Okay, I'm going to repeat that again. Arabia is a Sanskrit word. It is not an Islamic word. Arabia means in the beginning. I repeat that. Arabia means um, in the beginning. It's, an, um, it's a very, very Sanskrit word. Um, and why does it mean in the beginning? Because this land, um, this land... This, the Arabian Peninsula is attached to something very, very important, okay? The geomagnetic center of the planet. So our planet is a, a magnetic field. And the magnetic field um, has two... Um, the, the magnetic field is centered in Cairo, okay? Cairo is the magnetic geomagnetic center of the planet. So anything that is connected to this geomagnetic center was was considered to be from the beginning so the word arabia arabia in sanskrit means in the beginning and this very important uh, point tells you one important story that arabia if it's a sanskrit word it means that this at one time was a vedic belt a vedic colony um it is very important to know. So when I say geomagnetic center, that means as we are the cosmos, we roam around in cycles, du dual magnetic cycles. Okay, uh, That's how our energy field moves. Not us as human beings, but our energy field. It moves in, in dual cycles, um, and they have to meet at the geomagnetic center of the planet. That geomagnetic center is Cairo. So everything on this planet uh, will go through Cairo at one point in the geomagnetic cycle that is... Um, 
thousands and thousands of years, but we all move through Cairo one way or the other. You can verify this on Google. Um, because we have to go through Cairo, from Cairo, you have the different waves. We are currents and waves, and these waves go out uh, in all the 360 degrees. Cairo is the epicenter and moves out, moves out, moves, moves out like, um, like rings. Um, and these rings then overflow into other lands. So if we're moving out from the geomagnetic center of the planet, which is Cairo, and we're moving out east, west, north, south, um, it is going to overflow onto lands around them, which is the Indian subcontinent. So everything that happens here in on the geomagnetic center, Cairo, will then overflow, 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 comes into the Indian subcontinent, uh, the Far East, and goes on from there. So you see how very important knowing the geography and the geology of this land is. Uh, once we understand geography and the geology, you have to understand that everything in the world will pass through Cairo. It is the most important thing on the surface of the planet that you will ever know. Um, and because of this, um, all our ancestors would have walked uh, the Middle Eastern lands, lived there, um, would have walked the f uh, North African lands, they were nomads, and they would just flow over, migrate, uh, the species of life migrating from one land to the other in waves. Just like the beach, you go to the beach and you see currents and waves. They come to the beach, uh, some of it will sink into the land, some of it will go back into the ocean, and the next wave comes. Similarly, our species of life is also the cosmos. We are the cosmos inside of us. And it's not our, our form that drives us. It's the energy field that drives us. Our energy field moves in cycles of currents and waves. And if you want to know more about it, all you got to do is on Google type um, electromagnetism and you'll understand how currents and waves move. So electromagnetism and you'll see exactly how we move, how we, we react, uh, the cosmos inside us. Very, very important to know that. And we go from there. So this energy field will then move in currents and waves and so do our species of life. We offload on the lands around us and similarly the cycle comes to full circle. We'll come back and walk the lands as we go westward and eastward. We'll also go north, south in cycles, in dual cycles, and we'll come back to the center point and move out again. It's non-stop. The, the cycles, the magnetic field, like the sun, like the, like the planets and the solar system, never stops. Um, so now that we know that this is overflowing, we understand how everything that happens at, at Cairo or the geomagnetic center will overflow into the Indian subcontinent. Uh, all the people, the species of life, um, and all their ideologies will also overflow onto the Indian subcontinent. Very important to understand that. Um, so... At one point, this Vedic belt, all the way from the Sahara, all the way to the Far East, was one 
a civilization was a forest area when the african monsoon was on top of the middle east it was a it was a tropical area and because it was a tropical area you would have had uh, a civilization here there is no civilization anymore because about 9000 years ago 8 or 9000 years ago we have realized scientists have realized that within about 2 300 years uh it went from tropical forest to to uh, sand because the african monsoon now change spots with uh with the oscillation of the sun the oscillation yes oscillation of the planet so now we're looking at um really a desert and because this desert there's no way that the civilization will live here uh except for you know nomads and because the civilization doesn't live here there's no medicine there's no uh homes there's no people there are no tribes there are no uh hospitals universities nothing of that sort and so the easiest place to go is the indian subcontinent because it's warm it's hot there's food there's water it was the easiest place to go so tribes and tribes in their numbers came and uh, settled on the indian subcontinent and then after after that went further east if required or maybe north maybe south um and these tribes brought with them their energies their ideas their knowledge their uh, inhibitions their trauma and all of the above and uh, converted the indian subcontinent to the land uh, they left behind and a lot of this was their religions the abrahamic religions that were formed out of um, this new geography of of the middle east once it went desert uh, the void that it left behind and the uh, mentalities of the people that filled this void with ignorance and uh, then developed this this ignorance into what ideologies and religions um only to circumvent a real geological and geographical problem which they would not have been aware of um and all of these religions then transfer onwards wherever they're going and this is how we got uh, all their concepts their untouchability which would have evolved out of the um geological problem in the middle east with the fault line passing to the sinai desert and the levant um all of that then got exported and outsourced to uh the indian subcontinent cast came from europe when the europeans came untouchability dalit um and so you understand that at one point all this these people semitic people south asian we were all the same there was no barriers there were no there were no blockades there were no passports there were just nomads moving up and down up and down and when this area went desert they would have not known what to do they would have absolutely not known what to do so they had to change gears really fast and a lot of them from found a home on the indian subcontinent so a lot of us on the indian subcontinent have some ancestors who were hebrew who were semitic people who fled as refugees to the subcontinent so yeah absolutely all of us on the indian subcontinent whichever label you use have a semitic ancestor that means an ancestor who was abrahamic ancestor who was aramaic and ancestor who roamed the land um as nomads 
and then settle on the Indian subcontinent. That's why very often people will ask me, well, are you Moroccan? And I say, no. Are you um, European? No. Are you, um, you know, where are you from? They really can't tell where I am from. Uh, they don't know if I'm European. They don't know if I'm African. They don't, well, I, they can tell I'm not African, but definitely, you know, Middle Eastern, um, Asian, what am I? They, they can tell Latino, American, they cannot tell because we are all mixed. We've mixed with each other for centuries and thousands and millions of years. There's no one format. And um, it is important to understand this concept because now that you know that Everything from the center, geomagnetic center, will overflow into the lands aside. You can trace basically the root of a lot of the issues and problems on the Indian subcontinent to this area and beyond, um, knowing that it's just a, a distortion of their mind and the ideas. The person is the same. We haven't changed. We're all of the same ancestors. We haven't changed one single bit. We just don't recognize each other anymore. We've been fighting for so long. We don't know um, how long we've been fighting. We've been fighting for so long. We don't know why we're fighting. We have been fighting for so long. We can't even recognize each other anymore, but we fight. And so it's important to understand the source. It's important to understand how our cosmic field moves, the currents, the waves, and the center point, which is Cairo, which is the geomagnetic center of the planet. And from there, it moves on to the lands around it uh, to form what is known as culture today and multicultures. But it all starts with the geography and the geology and necessity of that context, of that geographical uh, place where you're living in. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I hope that uh, you learned something today. Um, I would hope that you would go and research the concept of electromagnetism, how it works, how we work, uh, the magnetic field of the planet. Uh, that's very important if you want to do your homework and then talk about it to your friends and understand how we move, how we react. We are the cosmos. Um, and we move as the cosmos moves in currents and waves. 25,960 years of oscillation, a one procession cycle, it's the most important thing. And how the electromagnetic charges of the universe function, that is also very important. And spread the knowledge to your friends. And so we understand um, how we move, how we react, and how a lot of us have come to be and offloaded um, uh, trials and tribulations on the Indian subcontinent. With that, I take your leave. I thank you so much for your time. I wish you a pleasant evening and a great weekend. Have yourself a great day.